in the book, I, I do tell people, number one, look up roles that are in tech and what stands out to you the most. I put like over 25 roles in there so they could see that. Um, it would be too much to say right now, but whatever you see fit, like then look up certifications for X role, because if you get certified, then you are able to one, like negotiate a higher pay and two, like you have some hands-on experience now. Like I'm a certified scrum master. And when I became certified and I told recruiters, they were already offering me roles, $40,000 more than what I was currently in at the time. And I definitely left because I was like, okay, I can get 40 grand more. Like just because I got, I'm out, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what you continue to do. Yo, yo, back again with another episode of Attractive Mindset. And today's guest is none other than, hold on, I got to give a whole introduction for this one. Super <laughs> famous, super oh, styled God. out, super creative. And a lot of people like to, you know, just stick people in one field. But, you know, this individual just does things on a complete different level. And you know what? I'm going to let them tell you the story right now. So bring in Miss Bree. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Also known as Bree Daddy. If y'all know me as a DJ or a podcaster, that is my Instagram name. So y'all make sure y'all follow me and get my early promo now. But just to roll off what he said, yeah, like I thank you for introducing me as that because one thing I've always said is that people have primarily known me as a DJ. And I did not move to South Florida because I wanted to DJ. Like I moved down here for school. I went to St. Thomas in uh, Miami Gardens and then I got my master's at Nova but I've been in the computer science realm since I was 14 and I'm 26 now so it's just like when people just always refer to me as a DJ I'm like kind of insulted because I'm like dang like like they stick that title on that's you. the only title y'all gonna give me like exactly. damn like <laughs> can you know me as something else so thank you for giving me my props but I also am the founder of gem and gem is a mobile app that connects creators such as ourselves to each other for independent creators so it's not for like brands to show sign up because i noticed some people are doing that yeah. um they're like signing up as a brand and i'm like no like you need to sign up as an individual and meet other individual creators you know but eventually we're thinking about having people uh, or allow people to upload their brands but for now people can upload their social medias their portfolios their bios it's just like a way cooler version of LinkedIn but for creators and it's Got like it. LinkedIn meets Tinder but not dating so you swipe right swipe blood just, just like any other dating app uh-huh. but it's for creators to meet each other so there's no reinventing the wheel that's dope that's dope we yeah. definitely gonna come back to that but Good. we want to hear a little bit more about you so you a South mm. Florida native or where are you from yeah no I actually well I was born in Atlanta military brat mm. and I was raised up in Philly and in Delaware so my dad always lived in Philly and my mom lived in Delaware, so I've been there since I was four and then left when I was 18. And then I moved to Tallahassee for br- like literally a brief amount of time and then did my first year of school at Bethune-Cookman for one year and then came to Miami in 2015. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And so when you chose school out here, what made you choose the school out here? So to be honest, when I moved to Daytona, I felt catfished because I was like, damn this it (laughs) like this can't be it like and reason being is because I felt like I was I went to high school in Delaware I did all my schooling where my mom lived and then I spent the weekends with my dad 
And I was like used to being bored because Delaware's boring and then Philly's jumping. So coming down here, I was like, all right, I want to be in a more jumping area so I could be networking, get some business because I was doing web design. I was already good at it by 18. So I was like picking up restaurant clients and stuff. And I was like, I want to be in a city that's progressive. The closest city that was progressive was Orlando. But I was just like, I just want to be in a progressive city. Like, I don't want to have to keep going back and forth. And Daytona is nothing but just like crackheads, um, college students doing coke (laughs) and just like maybe a mile of Daytona is nice. So I was just like, this is just not the city for me. I think it's a city for other people, but not particularly for me. So I came down to Miami with my homegirl at the time and she showed me St. Thomas and Barry. And I already had been previously accepted to Barry, but Barry is way too much money. So I was mm. like, St. Thomas was giving me scholarships. So I was like, all right, like Miami's cool. You know, I could definitely build a name out here just as a person. And I just talked to my mom. My, my dad was pissed, but <laughs> talked to my mom. I was like, mom, I'm going to transfer to school in Miami. I already got a scholarship because with my mom, you got to present with her the facts. Like, it's not of like some, I'm thinking about like, I got to go. With, I got to come with the facts. So I was like, mom, I applied to St. Thomas University's in Miami Gardens. I already have a scholarship. Um, it's basically going to be basically the same amount of loans at any school so i might as well go to the best one and the, her only concern was well, are you going to be behind because yeah. you're transferring i was like well i'll go back to my home state and get those credits which was i was only nine credits behind and i was like i'll pay for that and now i can kind of come to miami and she was like all right like you know you're gonna do what you want it's your loans at the end of the day so yeah. i was like all right so i came down here and been here ever since 2015 got it okay mm-hmm. okay and so you said people mostly know you as a dj how'd you yeah. get into that realm of business so prior to moving to miami which was literally a decision that was like six weeks apart if that i started following a lot of people in miami i started following a lot of promoters especially because my goal was to get in by djing because i was like djing's going to get my name out there and get me out there especially on instagram but my goal was also to introduce myself as a web designer. So I was reaching out to a lot of promoters, other DJs, people that would let me open up. I was, um, I started promoting as well. So I was a promoter downtown Miami back when it was club heart, um, Mm. club space, which space is still there. And, um, I forgot what the other one was called. Oh, therapy. It was called therapy. Oh, no, they wasn't going to let my 18 year old (laughs) ass be a promoter there. But yeah, so I was at those three clubs with my homeboy and then I would DJ at the Cove in D- um, Doral on Thursdays. So that's how I started getting my name out there. I was also the school DJ at my school. So everybody at school knew me. Then other schools would hear about me. So I would go DJ on their campuses, FIU, um, FLOMO, Barry, FAU. And, and I'm talking about like dorm parties, but these are this is how I started getting known. So the, a lot of the college students knew me. So that was my way uh, into like getting known, but it wasn't known in the best way. <laughs> okay, yeah. and so after pursuing that and doing the web design, mm-hmm. when did you feel like it was time for you to officially, you know, just switch yeah. over towards the app? You said you have an app called Yes. Gen. So app. So this app is not my first app. Um, I actually was in the magazines and newspapers when I was 20. My first app was Vibes and Vibes was an app for college students to find nearby events for their age range because we come down here and we're not 21. So we can't go to these 
top clubs, you know, or even some of these bars or lounges unless we're 21. So the biggest issue was, A, a lot of people are getting fake IDs to get in these clubs and we just might not have the knowledge of where we can go. So I built that app first and sold it. And that's how I got my name out there in the app and tech field. So once I got that, I got a mentor. Then that mentor helped me help introduce me to other people in the tech field. And by the time I walked out of college, I already had a position at a top web design agency in Aventura. So that's how I got my tech name out there. And it really was just finding my market. Like I didn't really rebrand myself because I would have been rebranding myself to the right to the wrong audience. Like who no 21 year old cares about me making websites like yeah. they're going to pay me like two three hundred dollars but these people in tech are going to pay me five six thousand dollars and they're the right audience so that's really how I, I did it because i put out a product and i think that's the best way to do it really when you're diving into tech like if you want to make a brand out of it put out something that's related to that niche so that's what i did okay okay mm -hmm. and so Let's let's unfold more of the story of how you came to the app gem for creatives. Yes. And so like what what put you in that sort of mindset that you were mm -hmm. like, I got to connect people. Yeah. So my issue was that um, how long it took me just on the creative side, not even excluding the tech side, how long it took me to get my name out there as a DJ and actually make some real money was ridiculous. Like, I don't know if it was because I'm a black woman or I'm also a masculine presenting woman as well. But like, I just felt like, you know, at the end of the day, just like what everybody says, like your network is your network. Of course. And I felt like it was really hard trying to find a network out here because I had to do a lot of trial and error and i want to eliminate that like if people can come on this app and find exactly what they need and the kind of people they're looking for then it's a win-win i'm connecting people and they're going to eventually make money whether it's a client and a creator or two creators coming together like you two like building this podcast or a create or a creator looking for a mentor because you can find mentors on the app too mm. so i just put my real life experiences and problems into the solution and that's why gem came about so really just making sure that it's easy for creators all over eventually to be able to tap in and kind of have like a creative wallet like oh i know i can hit up this person for photography or this person to dj or this person for a web designer as in we don't have an app to connect creators at all there's nothing for creators so. got it and so i want to go a little bit more into the business side of it now you said something sure. earlier that was definitely interesting and so mm -hmm. you know you said you know yeah maybe people will pay me 200 300 for right. a website but in this field you know i could for the same thing i get paid mm -hmm. five six grand so break down like you know just the world of tech it's it, i feel like i yeah. don't really know a whole bunch about it tech is huge tech is just as big as the medical field so it really depends because like for me i'll tell you what i do so like professionally, I do project management consulting. So I manage a team of software engineers on um, in different companies to execute certain projects. But it really depends. Like, so when we're talking about like breaking down tech, like tech is huge. Like there's project management, there's product management, there's account management, there's software engineering, there's front end engineering, there's back end engineering, there's, you know, quality assurance where you're testing apps. Um, there's test, there's QA testers where you're just, you're not testing them in so technically, but you're just testing the functionalities. Like anybody can be a QA tester, but 
it really depends. Like, what part of tech would you like to for me to dive uh, into? Just your part. That's fine. Okay, so my part, um, I'm a project manager. I'm a certified scrum master. And a certified scrum master, we manage projects in an agile methodology, which is when you get something done every two weeks. So you meet up with the team and you discuss how many things can we get done this week or well, every two weeks for us. Um, and what's our rollout plan? So for example, with Gem, I'm just going to use this as an example. I wanted to add a, I want to eventually add a payment system, you know, so people can pay each other through the app. Um, I want to let people filter by what kind of creators they're looking for. I want people to filter by personality types as well, because that's another thing. Like if two, if one person comes in and meets you and you're very introverted and they're very extroverted, like maybe you guys might hit, not hit it off right away. So um, we, I would meet with my developers and say, Hey, this is what I want to get done in two weeks. Uh, let's break down what we need to do in two weeks to get it done. Or they can tell, come back to me and say, Hey, this is a task I might take six weeks. So we have to run three sprints. So that's what I do primarily. That's like what my fix, six figure checks come in through. But on the side, which is the web design side, I still have my freelance web design businesses. So small businesses come to me and they range between a thousand to five thousand dollar projects. And they could they get anywhere between a three page site done to a you know, 10, 15 page site really depends on their business. But I try to cap it at 15 pages because I know that the kind I know the kind of clients I want to um help. And I also know that this kind of timeline they get looking for. So typically I try to do the month turnaround. Got so it. it needs to be profitable for me. And I also need to make sure I'm paying my contractors fair. So I try to get things done between two to four weeks because I already have that agile methodology. I had a project that was six months one time and I was like, this is a waste of time now because it was only a $7,000 project, but it's six months. So this is, this is not it. So that's, um, that's what I do on the web design side. And now I'm introducing app development this year because I've, I have so much experience with it just professionally and, like in real life. So we're going to start rolling that out too as a service. Got it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to creating an app, like what's, what's mm -hmm. that process? Like, like what sure. things do you have to think about and you know, what tips could you possibly give to somebody that yeah. may want to get into that? Okay. So the first thing is obviously the thought, right? Like you have the thought that's cute and all, but you need to put the thought to paper. Um, you have to really, and I, and I encourage people to really overly think about what the use case of um, the app is because some people come to me and be like, hey, I want an app that, um, what was something someone said the other day? And I was like, okay. Uh, this guy basically wanted an app that delivers um, his like rental equipment or whatever. And I was like, that's cool. But like, what's the requirements? He said, that's a requirement. I'm like, that's not a requirement that's just like an overview of what you wanted to do but like what is the home page going to look like what is this booking page going to look like how are people going to find you like on like you know at different locations like is this for different photographers or people that own like rental equipment studio you know whatever like there's so much to it. So really just writing down a list of requirements. If you guys don't know how to draft requirements, I recommend you guys go on Upwork or Fiverr, meet with a project manager or someone or a software engineer just for like 50 bucks and they can help you draw out these requirements because mm. if you don't have technical requirements, then you don't have a good app. A lot of apps fail because the requirements suck or there's no kind of project management 
in the in the realm of the project. Me, I'm a project manager, so that's why it only took me seven weeks to build this app mm. because I was on top of it and I already have the technical knowledge. But someone without technical knowledge can take a year to to do it because they're like, oh, well, I need it to be pink, not purple. Or it, you have to give every single thing. So one, write down the requirements of the app. Two, you need to discuss how many screens does that app need to be. A screen is basically a page on your phone. So like you're, you know, when you when something's like loading, that could be the loading page. When someone lands on your the first page, it could be the home page, you know, a search page, XYZ, whatever pages you need, you need to write that down. Number three, you need to get a design done. If you don't, if you come to me for a design, that's one thing. But a lot of people go to a different designer. And I do agree that people can go to different designers. So go to a UX, UI designer, not a graphic designer, because a graphic designer might be good at logos or, you know, more of the brand identity stuff. But not every graphic designer knows how to design a mobile app because you need to know the dimensions and everything. And I will send you right back to that person because that people will give me something and say, hey, like, here it is. I'm like, this is not this can't work. This is not the right dimension. So, and we're not going to be accountable for rolling out a crappy app. Yeah. So make sure you get a UX UI designer or a mobile designer again on Upwork or Fiverr, maybe a few hundred bucks at most. And then you come to us and we'll have the design. We'll have the requirements, make sure the requirements match each page on the screen. Like me personally, when I delivered this to my development team, I said, Hey, here's the, here's the pages. And here's a PowerPoint of each page and what each um, what each page should do as a user. Just think about it from a user's point. It's like a user has to search by, you know, alphabetical order or a use for for gem user search by location, user search by age range. Like you need to break that down and take time. Take your time. Don't get overly excited and just try to get it done because your first app usually sucks no matter what. Like just try to get like a minimal viable product out because most of the time if you have a good app investors are going to give you money so you don't try to make the most perfect app either because all apps are going to fail at some point like they all have bugs everything has a bug so and then yeah and then i would also say hire a qa tester to test it for like 50 bucks because they'll tell you everything that's wrong with it and then you go back to the developer and they'll fix it got it and Mm -hmm. so your app is, of course, free to sign up for. So yeah. it's a version of social media, which would be like an yeah. Instagram or Facebook. And mm-hmm. so how is money made through like an app like this? So we have a free a free tier and a paid tier. So basically, if you want to have more than 10 swipes a day, then you have to be on the paid tier. And the paid tier is only eleven ninety nine. So it's cheap enough where people can like upgraded and it's not a problem you also can send someone a coffee through the app so if you're really interested in like matching with this person so you can connect with them you can send them a virtual coffee you do get one virtual yeah you get one virtual coffee for free a week on the app but if you're on the pay tier then you get five free coffees on the app and then well not five free because you're paying but you get five additional ones a week And if you don't want to sign up for the actual monthly tier, but you just want more coffees to send to people, then you can pay for the coffees. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And do you plan on introducing like ads to the app and everything? I don't want to sell anybody's data for Mm -hmm. money. Uh, I just, I don't feel like it's necessary. It kind of makes the app kind of like look cheap to, to be honest. I don't like being on apps that have a lot of ads Instagram and Facebook and them, they have they they have the 
power to do that but they didn't start off like that they mm -hmm. really built a, a user base and that was the only way they was charging but for me i don't want to sell people's data or privacy because that's what you re you're required to do when you s sell like these ads and stuff yeah got it okay mm -hmm. and so you know being a black woman in this field has mm -hmm. that been like a challenge for you or has that presented mm -hmm. like a front where you feel like if this was somebody else or if this was a guy like mm -hmm. Uh, you know, things I don't think different. my life would be any different if I was a white man with blue eyes. I mm. think that being a black woman in tech is powerful. Mm. Um, I personally think I get a sense of respect when I step into certain areas and tell people that I have an app because it's probably not the first thing they hear. They're going to think that's going to come out my mouth. So if a white woman comes in here and says I have an app, you're going to just be like, OK, but I'm a black woman that came in here and I say, I have an app and you're like, Oh shit, what is it? So to me, like being black or being gay or being masculine, like does not stop me personally. Now, when it comes to growing the app eventually and going for investments, black women are very like usually the least funded. I will say that that might be tough, but other than that, like I'm not even really going down that route right now. My route is really to really, build this from the ground up. Um, it's, this is a term called bootstrapping where you don't go, you know, get any outside funding. MailChimp is bootstrapped. Uh, a lot of people know what MailChimp is and they're worth a lot of money. And I believe ConvertKit is too. And they make a lot of money like in profits. So I've seen other companies do it with less. So me personally, I also have a CTO who is white and lives in Massachusetts and has over 20 years of development experience. And then my development team is in India, so we don't have really high costs. So we're right now we're we're going into a profitable year. So I don't think um, I have ran into issues that make me feel like oh, if I was white, like because I don't even look at it like that. Like I think I actually am very powerful because I'm black and gay. So I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's definitely beautiful. And so when you say like you're looking for investors and everything, what's a state of the app? Like what what would you mm -hmm. need it to be at before you take on mm -hmm. like the investors and stuff? If I was to take investors, if um, they would have to be the right investment team, there's, you know, all good, all money and good money, you mm. know, like and I and I'm going to say that again, all money and good money. Facts. So because you wouldn't just take any money from anybody like like not me, at least. So how I look at it, if I go with an investment team that does back other one black people, because I don't want to be your first little black person on your investment team because you might treat me some kind of way or think that I'm like, I need you when I don't. Um, I would want to get investors that have experience funding black women, especially funding consumer tech apps because this is a consumer tech apps um, or social apps because their their team is supposed to help you grow when they invest in you they don't just invest in you and that's it and then just go back on the couch like unless they're an angel investor usually they do but sometimes even angel investors have like a mentorship program where they help you make sure that this is a successful app because that's why they invested in anyway. So mm -hmm. if I join a team that's already mentored black women who are in the consumer tech space and they, and they don't have, um, they don't try to require too much money, like as far as like equity, then that might be a good deal. So if someone says, Hey, I'm going to give you $500,000 for your app and they only say 5%, that's a really good deal. Yeah. Especially if one, they already have the experience with 
putting me in a network where I'm going to continue getting backed because sometimes they are the primary investor, but they have other investors behind them. Like, Hey, we just gave 500 K. Can you cut a check for 150 K and that other person? And then someone else cut a check for a hundred K and all together, we'll just make it 7.5%. Well, now we're almost a million dollars funded with less of less than 10% given away. And we have a huge network of people that I can be introduced to. I'm already in a, in a network and I don't have investors, but because I am friends with investors and developed a relationship with investors, especially in Miami down here, I've, I've been given so much stuff for free. I'm already in Google for startups. I've already been given free money. I don't pay any infrastructure fees. Like, wow. and this is because I've just built that network. So imagine what else you continue to do when you continue putting your foot out there. So that's the only way I would go about it. If it's at the point where I'm like, I'm not able to grow unless I need this money. Cool. But to be honest, like with this kind of app, as long as you really build on the keywords and get the downloads and make sure that the app is functional and have a good marketing rollout, like it should be, it should be fine without it, at least for a year or two. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so do you still DJ or? No. Nah. Okay. I don't I don't DJ like that anymore because it's literally not going to make me as much money as me just sitting in my house and working. Like when I DJed, I was charging anywhere depending on the event from 75 to 150 an hour and people were still like giving me problems. Plus, I had gotten a seven car accident years ago, so mm. all of my equipment got trashed, so I have to rent speakers. I have a I have a DDJ and some places I can just plug in, but not not a lot of places. And just the physical labor that goes into it, I get tempted to drink, which I drink anyways. But like I get really tempted to just like do stuff that I shouldn't be doing when I'm DJing. Wow. I don't care about it. Now, if I was offered to DJ like something really, really like major, I, that's different. Like if it was like a beauty con or complex con or like culture con like something on that level i'd be more than happy to or for art basel like i always tend to dive into some art basel events but other than that like no i don't i don't dj especially for like just small events down here i don't care to unless i'm just supporting somebody <laughs> got it. if you do catch me djing it's because i'm just supporting somebody but like other than that no because it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of like mental and physical work mm -hmm. and I don't care to do it anymore. I like to do it at my crib. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so you mentioned also having a mentor. How critical mm -hmm. has that been for you and your scale of success? Oh, very critical. Um, I had two of them. One of them was like career wise and another one was like business wise. So Brian Brackeen, he is, he actually used to be the owner, which he's still the founder because he founded the company, but he was the CEO of Kairos and they're a um, artificial intelligence um, software God. and based in Miami. And he's from Philly, so he's from hometown. And he he is like my goals. Like my goal really is to be a black owned, you know, millionaire billionaire with a venture capitalist firm and still able to invest into other minority founders that's what he does so he tells me what investors look for now his him personally i've never applied to be a part of his program because he invests more into like e-commerce and sustainability um like software or websites and stuff and that i'm neither 
but he has put me in contact with other investors that do invest in my space. So one is helpful because it helps me with my pitch deck and how I should present myself. And two, like he also runs, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Black Tech Week. Yeah. He's the founder. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's my mentor. So he gave me free tickets. Um, so that's something I'll be doing this year. And just having like that mentorship where someone really like wants to help you and it doesn't require much of their time or my time is great because these people will put you on for free. You know mm. what I'm saying? Now, career wise, I had a mentor who is someone that's only a couple years older than me, but she's already clearing like 450K in contracts, just ha having like three contracts that are in tech. And she's just working them simultaneously, but within a 40 hour work week. And so when you say contracts, like, how do you like just for the people that don't mm -hmm. know, because I don't know either. But yeah. how would you break down like an official contract like from beginning? Yeah, to end? like you get um, assigned something like for a certain rate. So like if you get contracted to do like, you know what you do, <laughs> like videography or something, mm -hmm. let's say let's say you get contracted for a company for six moms and they pay you 175 an hour for your work. Like that's a contract. So she picks up contracts. She's not a project manager like myself. She's um, a change and release manager, which is someone that monitors the software and sees if it's worth putting out to the public. Um, she does that for three different companies and I can't say her name because I don't want to get her in trouble, but she is rolling in over 400,000 a year on top of the fact that she's an investor. So that's already like, that's already some other money. And she works like remote. She's always like right today. She called me. She was in London. She's in London. Last week, she was literally in Africa. Two weeks before that, she was in Dubai mm. and she just turned 30, wow. you know, and I met her here. I met her at Woods Hadburn wow. and we've been friends for four years. So she was like, at the time I was only making 48,000. I was 22. And she just knew my mindset. And she was like, Brie, you could be easily making six figures. Like, you like take this, take this experience, but like pick up another contract. And I was like, what's that? And then she put me on and was like, go on LinkedIn, develop a relationship with recruiters, and they will, you know, start talking to them about what you're looking for and go from there. So ever since then, I started doing it little by little, but I was scared because I was like, you know, I had this loyalty issue where I'm like, well, I work full time here and you know, like I don't want to work another job and get in trouble. But you, you're dead ass allowed to do that. So I was like, wow. So now I'm, I'm put on game. And I personally right now work one main contract, but it pays me so much that I'm actually fine with not overworking myself. Last year I had two contracts and ex expired in June. So I was like, well, I'm going to take these next few months and work my app. So that's the only reason why I was like, let me just take my time and go back to this. But eventually probably March or April, I'll pick up like another contract paying like 60, 70 an hour just so I can have some extra funds coming in. And I can also maintain the app and just enjoy like my life like I already do. Got so, it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what would be three things that you would give towards an entrepreneur trying to mm -hmm. get into the tech field or three essential things? That yeah. You they need? I would say one, like look for what you want to do in tech, like look up roles in tech. I actually have an ebook um, and it's literally about transitioning into tech without being technical, it's 15 bucks. So you can always buy the book. But in the book, I, I do tell people, number one, look up roles that are in tech and what stands out to you the most. I put like over 25 roles in there so they could see that. Um, it would be too much to say right now. But whatever you see fit, like then look up certifications 
for X role. Because if you get certified, then you are able to one, like negotiate a higher pay. And two, like you have some hands-on experience now. Like I'm a certified scrum master. And when I became certified and I told recruiters, they were already offering me roles $40,000 more than what I was currently in at the time. And I definitely left because I was like, okay, I can get 40 grand more. Like just because I got, I'm out, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what you continue to do. So get that certification, definitely tailor your resume for what you're applying for. Reason being is like, let's say you're in, you have done customer service. If there's a customer success manager position for a tech role that's paying like 75K and you're only making 42K, like just make sure you tailor your resume to match what they're looking for. So you can at least get in the interview and then in the interview, obviously do good, (laughs) you know, like make sure you're prepared, go on YouTube and look up interview tips for whatever position that you're interviewing for and go from there. Now, once you get the role in tech, go on LinkedIn, or if not, if you don't have a LinkedIn, make a LinkedIn, take a cute little headshot, like with your boy Rich or go to JCPenney's for $25 mm-hmm. and optimize your profile, make a good bio, put in your experience, put in your certification and start developing a relationship with recruiters. Because if you work from home, and you're making 75k and you live in somewhere like Miami where 75k is still like getting by go on LinkedIn and look up another role similar maybe part-time paying you like maybe like 30 through 40 dollars an hour now you're making some extra bread on the side and you get more hands-on experience and just go on from there but if you have a relationship with recruiters you could probably go from 75k to like 105k in a year year mm. and a half that's how you go about things. Cause none of the, the best promotion you're going to have is leaving the motherfucking job. Got like you. point blank period, get a new contract. Don't be loyal to these people. Just keep it going. I was able to increase my salary from 48 K to 120 K literally in three years. Mm-hmm. And if, had I known what I known the first year and a half, I would have probably been even further. So. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay, cool. Wow. This was informational. I learned a lot about tech that I didn't even know. And there's, and there's so many still different so much. chapters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Can there's still imagine. more. There's still so much more. Yeah, tech is huge. Like I said, it's it's like the medical field. Anybody can get into it. Like I helped 10 people get into tech in 2022 mm. from all walks of life. Some some people were actresses, some people were in customer service. Some people had a degree, but it had nothing to do with tech. Like some people did have a tech degree, but they didn't have the confidence. Like you can literally walk into tech in all walks of life and you don't even need a, a degree anymore like that's the best part about tech like we are always looking for people that just have like the ambition and the motivation to be good at it so you know if you don't if you don't have like a real path and you're tired and this is 2023 y'all like property taxes is going up which means that rent's going up more you know if you really need something that's going to pay well i would recommend transition into tech because what's the worst that can happen you make good money and then you have leftover money to invest in yourself somewhere else like yeah. it's the best route and so with that being said do you have any goals past like let's say you know which it will jam you know mm-hmm. hits the course, threshold yeah. and it's you know a grand yeah. app you know worldwide international all that kind of stuff like yeah you know that was a situation that you did because you had an issue and right. so you made an app to That's fix all, that yeah. issue and so yeah. what would you want to do after that so my goal is to sell gem um i would like to build it up for the next few years but i would origin like my original thought was like build it up and sell it and that's still my thought so i would want it to be in the hands of somebody that has 
had so much experience as a founder and a seasoned like developer development team like it's going to take a long time to for the vision of gem to go the way it, it would have to as a as a three-person team kind of but even with the investments and stuff, people always sell their stuff. Like a lot of people sell their stuff or sell their shares, just like my mentor did. Like he knew that he couldn't make the best AI tool when he doesn't have that much AI experience, really. Like he needs a seasoned product manager or a seasoned uh, chief executive officer that's already ran different AI companies. I would want the same thing, like someone to come on board or match.com, like buy me out because they already have all these swiping apps, you know, and they can just find the same methodology, but for creator network. So that would be my goal. It's not necessarily this, this year, but if it happened, we out, you know what I'm saying? Like definitely. But other than that personal goal, I would like to remain plant-based. I want to lose weight and I just want to be the best person I can be. I did a lot in 2022. Like I bought a house. I, Went out of the country many times. I did some traveling. I wrote this ebook. I threw an NFT party. Shout out to my boy for being there and, you know, being the videographer. Like, I did a lot. And I'm, I just had turned 26. So I really just want to, like, actually chill this year and just focus on what's really important. That's, like, my health. That's being there for my family. That's fixing up things in my house, like, putting money away for emergencies and stuff so me personally i'm gonna it's a, it's a me year it's really personal and a lot's gonna come out of that because when brie's selfish it's it's a time it's a good time like i might produce more just because i was selfish i was looking out for a lot of people so it felt like i d did a lot but i didn't really do a lot for myself so i want to do things for myself this year Got it. That mm -hmm. was the next question I was going to ask. How mm -hmm. how are you balancing, especially at your age, 26, like we're still a lot of youth, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And so at 26, you know, having this level of success, you know, you know, social media nowadays likes to ramp people up to right. feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. or I'm not doing this. I'm not yeah. doing that. And how do you balance, you know, personal life and business life? Yeah, I was pretty good at that. I think because and this is also why I don't DJ. Um, this goes back to why I don't DJ. I wasn't able to balance it as much because I physically had to be there. But seeing that I do everything from home, like my app, my 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 work life, like any everything I do, my freelancing, that's all at home. Even my podcast is going to be at home on the other side of my house, like in the pool where, where my pool table is. So for me, the balance isn't hard because like for one, I have really good friends. Like most of my best friends don't even live in South Florida. So we're really just like catching up on FaceTime and stuff, having a little wine night on FaceTime, FaceTime and stuff. Um, I'm not in a relationship, so I don't like I don't have any time really to go and put in another woman at this point in my life now. And not not by choice, but just like it still wasn't hard to maintain a relationship while doing everything. But this year I'm single. So it's like I don't have to put any time to woman. So that's even more time back, which wasn't much. And then. Another thing is like, I don't know, like what's what's I don't know what's fun nowadays. Like, I don't like the club, <laughs> like everything I like to do is at home. So I I the balance wasn't hard. I still traveled. I went to the Bahamas. I went to did I go to Texas? Hmm. Oh, I just came back from Atlanta the other day. It was in Philly. Um, yeah, like I, New York. Like I, I went a lot of places this year, like, well, 2022. So. 
I don't think the balance was hard at all. Like I said, I think it was just hard when I was a DJ because you physically had to be there. And the fun days you want to go out, you're DJing. So I'm like, uh, fuck yeah. that. Like, yeah. stay my black ass home. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So basically, as y'all can tell already, Bree has an attractive mindset. And so that's why, you know, we just thank you for coming and just Definitely. sharing your story on our show. If you liked the episode, please subscribe. Hello, like, comment, share with other people. Who would you like to see on the show? But, you know, as we say, we look good. We live good. Life is good. Life's talk great. To me, That's why I love tomorrow. And we talk <laughs> back. But before we go, where can people find you on social media? Yes, y'all can find me on Instagram. It's Bree Daddy. It's B-R-E-E. It's actually three Ds. So just going to put that out there. B-R-E-E-D-D-D-A. Wait, I messed it up. I just messed <laughs> I it up. I heard it and I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, but... I'm like, wait. I did mess this up. My bad, y'all. B-R-E-E-D-A-D-D-D-Y. So it's three Ds and daddy. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize, y'all. It's been a long day. But y'all see me as soon as y'all put in B-R-E-E-D. Like, there's only one Bree Daddy down here in Miami. So that's it you can follow me on instagram everything else is like very personal so got it and then what's the name of your ebook again and then the app my ebook is called how to transition into tech without being technical that's on gumroad it's also in my bio on my instagram and my app is called gem you can literally go onto the app store and type in gem because we are highly ranking so you, nothing else you have to type in just j-e-m beautiful and that's it all right, and we are out of here.